what's up, guys? Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. This is your Monday episode following a, a tough Sunday. I feel like I've said it plenty of times this year, but here we are. 30-28 to 28 final, Chargers beat the Browns. A lot to unpack here. I'm really not going to do a traditional pod where I uh, try to calm you down, try to give you rational thought on a lot of different things, and I'm going to replay the post-game show where I give a lot of my post-game anger. I mean, like... Again, for me, it's different. It's not how I normally go about this stuff, which that's fine. Maybe you tune in for that. But when you lose three games the way they've lost this year and the, and the way in which they've lost them, I think there's a lot of anger that comes with those those moments. And I, too, am at the core of myself a fan of the Cleveland Browns. That's how I started doing this, why I started doing this. So I'm going to replay it. If you're not into that and you don't want to hear kind of my negativity, which there was a lot of it, and I tried to give reasons why I feel that way, uh, uh, pent up stuff over years uh, of this organization, then it's not for you. That's okay. I'm not going to do a traditional sit down and rehash this game, talk it out right now. I'll do it when I consume the All-22 and can give you some deeper insight. But right now, I'm not going to do that. So I'll replay in a minute. The Browns traded for Deion Jones. I think, you know, I think Deion Jones is, I'll go into further detail next episode of the show uh, for your for your Tuesday, but a player who's who's had great moments in the NFL over the first portion of his career was not very good last year shoulder surgery Falcons couldn't even find him as a playable player for them I don't know maybe it works out though maybe he finds some former glory maybe there's more to that Atlanta story I can try to dig in on that a little bit but he's basically traded for nothing the Browns own just over a million dollars Atlanta's eating 12 million of that the Atlanta has to pay him a bunch of money he can come off of IR uh, instantly if he's healthy enough. Seems like the Browns wouldn't make that trade if he wasn't healthy. But a trade on a Sunday night after a 1 o'clock game is pretty indicative of what they saw in film, what they're tired of seeing, and what they have to do to fix things. So, yeah, it's it's bad. The defense was so, so bad. And you mix in a couple plays from the offense that they would like to have back, and all of a sudden it's terrible complimentary football and this is what happened so i'm into the Deion jones trade largely because it's it's very low risk the browns are swapping a seventh for a sixth essentially uh it's not it's not going to have a big uh outcome on drafts in the coming future but it does give them a chance to improve mike linebacker where clearly jacob phillips can't handle it among many others in this defense that are just struggling it was such a frustrating game Oh, it's frustrating. You know it, I know it. I'm not going to rehash that stuff. But if you want to stick around and you want to hear what I had to to say after the game, when I was at my most frustrated with them blowing yet another opportunity to win a football game they should have won, feel free to stick around and do so. Otherwise, I will be back with a more calculated take for your Tuesday, and uh, that will be the All-22 breakdown. But yeah, like I said, did this with Barry McBride and uh, Andrew Spade at the OBR postgame show on Twitch. So I will shoot you over to that right now. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform today. Playing pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning 250 k in cash alone. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb your leaderboard for a shot to win big money every single day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks, bet on up to five player props, even those over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up with this promo code, which is very simply for the fans of this podcast, OBR. Use that promo code OBR at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the App Store and get a first deposit match up to $25. So again, 
promo code OBR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Again, that promo code OBR, nohouseadvantage.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. As the uh, Browns fail to get it done today, and they lose to the Chargers 30-28, to dropping them to 2-3 and three on the season. Uh, it was uh, it's the same old story. I've done every post-game show so far this year, and um, every loss, It's I'm sitting here thinking, how did they not win that game? And uh, I'm in the exact same spot again today, uh, and I'm guessing that my uh, my co-host here, Jake Burns, is in the same spot. Jake, how are you feeling? Muted, muted. You're muted. It's probably for the best, dude. I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> found a new found a new way to lose. I thought the Chargers wanted to hand them the, the game at the end, yeah. um, but you know, found a new way to lose. So uh, I don't have any thought. I mean, I have thoughts. I guess I should try to. <laughs> this is a show we do. Um, yeah, we can just can, have a raw emotions. We don't even it, have to have thoughts. <laughs> it continues to come from many different places. Like, yes. Yes. And what happens is when everybody is having issues, it then puts everything under a microscope holistically. So, you know, okay, like I thought Kevin was was not good enough today as a play caller. I thought he was just not good enough Mm -hmm. in moments of the game where that mattered. I thought, you know, on the other end, the defense (laughs) was really bad. 
So the defense is really bad and gives up 200 rushing yards to a team that has averaged 75 on the year. So that's really bad. And then the coverage wasn't good in certain spots. And then, you know, like Jacoby plays pretty well, but has these four, he can't handle clutch situations. For sure. So that's another thing. Then the kicking leaves points on the field and it all adds up. It all adds up to the situation where they're two and three. So I don't think there's just like one thing to fix. I like everybody is failing right now. There isn't, I mean, like David and Joku played well. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Nick Chubb is above reproach. And I think for the most part, the O-line does really well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think whatever I've said this on a couple different shows I've been on through the years, whatever you want to be mad at, be mad at it because it's all, it's all fair. It's all pretty right. fair. So they find new ways to, to, to rip your heart out. It is, it is, uh, Anger is justified. Um, I that's all I have, man. That's all I have. Yeah. I, I think that they're just they're making the game harder than it needs to be. I'm trying to figure out my microphone. I don't know. Uh, the game is they're they're making it harder than it needs to be. That's my stance. Uh, and, 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 then, just, and then it's now you've also got Anthony Reinhardt in Slack trying to explain high school level probability to you at the same time. Which emotions are running high. Everybody's everybody's frustrated you know he's uh anthony is is a fan of the staley call and that's fine i understand it but also uh the chargers lost that game if the browns execute uh getting five more yards probably uh cade york has not been good enough as a kicker so far this season despite uh hitting that game yard uh, game winning bomb in in week one against carolina and yeah jake i think you're absolutely right that, that you it's right to be frustrated i would say overall that the offense you know, is doing enough to win these games and, and, and the defense is letting the team down more than the offense because of just in terms of what our preseason expectations were, you said something like that on Twitter during the game, you know, like where, where we're at to where uh, we thought we were, you know, preseason, we thought we were going to have to try and grind games out 17 to 13, you know, 20 to, to 15, things like that. And instead the, the offense is, is routinely scoring into the high twenties, low thirties, that should be enough to win football games. And the fact that it isn't with the amount of talent that they have on defense, I think is, is deeply frustrating and, and, and disappointing because the, it, the defense has taken a step back this year. Um, you know, they played poorly at the beginning of last year and then got it together down the stretch. And, and I haven't seen any of that this season, um, you know, in stretches perhaps, but uh, not for an entire game, certainly, and, and not enough to, to make the difference between winning and losing. So I think that is a, is a deep frustration considering that they continue to add talent to the defense and, and then that talent continues to underachieve. Yeah, the defense is an absolute disaster. And it was embarrassing on epic levels of embarrassing today. So like I, I don't I don't have an answer for for what it is. Let me take it back. I, I think we know. I'm I'm trying to not do the watch at first and let my emotions ride into yeah. this game. Yeah. But what are what and I and I'm last year on these shows I would cuss too much and I think I'm really trying to reel it in. <laughs> I'm I'm really I'm really trying to reel it in. Mm-hmm. Like I uh the defensive tackles are terrible. Yeah. They're terrible. And when I say terrible, they're in the they're being driven into the lap of linebackers all day. Doesn't yeah. matter the scheme all day they do not anchor they do not split double teams they do not keep the line of scrimmage at the line of scrimmage at all i have to watch how Clowney and miles played i don't know but when those two come off the field it's an even worse level of embarrassing mm-hmm. like i i can't even i can't even put it into words and then today on top of that 
You have linebackers who cannot fill, who cannot tackle, who cannot make simple plays in terms of keeping people inside the three-yard window. They can't do it. They miss gap assignments. They over-pursue. They're not where they need to be. Like I, I just, I'm, I don't know what it is, but th- it is, it is, it's so bad. It's so bad. And sometimes you have defensive tackles moving in the wrong direction, taking themselves out of their run fit, and then thus changing where a linebacker is supposed to be. You have Denzel Ward running inside like a toddler when he's supposed to have contain on the second touchdown run. Like I don't understand how this stuff happens. I don't understand how it happens. And then when you have to constantly be so worried about the passing element of the, of the uh, sorry, the run element of the game, it makes pass defense harder. And I don't even think they were that bad in coverage today. I thought Mike Williams made some nice plays, but Denzel continues to be a problem. Like he is, I was, were they better when he was off the field? Were they better when he was off the <laughs> yeah. field? I don't know, man. Yeah. I just like, I didn't even notice he was gone. You know, big third mm-hmm. down, they run man-to-man. He gets beat by three yards on a shallow route from Josh Palmer, not the fleetest foot of human being. So I yep. don't know what what are you doing to contribute to win, Denzel? I just want to know. I think you're a, you're, a, you're a very nice human being. I think you're a nice dude. I think you, you've had great moments of success in the NFL. But right now, what are you doing to help winning? And then when you have all of these defensive issues and then you talk about the offense – and you you microanalyze it because they're pretty good for the most part today. I haven't even pulled up the stats. Like I haven't even pulled them up. Like yeah. I, I I I'm l- trying to figure it out right now. Oh, like yeah, they, if you pull up the stats. Let me go to Barry. Barry's here with us. Uh, let me, yeah. Let's talk to Barry for a second. Um, Barry. Yep. There we go. He's got he's got a bottle of whiskey handy. Which uh, yeah. I mean it, I I, I started the show off. And, yeah, I started the show off Barry by saying it's the same feeling. Three losses this season where they've. You know, is I think I did the math on on the on you know with my fingers and toes here. I think they've lost by a combined six points three games. So, um, you know, it's the same feeling every time. And and in some sense, maybe you know, if they had gone on and gotten blown out by the Chargers, it'd be easier to swallow in a sense. Yeah, it probably would be. Um, you know, uh, <clears throat> this town is used to painful last second losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're even used to making multiple mistakes down the stretch in order to lose uh, like uh, we did today. Uh, it doesn't make it feel any better. Uh, there was a wonderful television shot down the stretch of a fan just sitting there expressionless, soaking it all in. And mm-hmm. I think that's what a bunch of Browns fans are like uh, yep. right now. Uh, you can't even get angry uh, at, at this team uh, and so you go put your hopes into the Guardians or the Ohio State Buckeyes or, or something else. Uh, Jake said something about, you know, there being, you know, no logic, just emotion. And that's what I am right now. Uh, other than being angry at the defense, uh, angry at anyone associated with it, uh, I have no, uh, you know, logic to share with you right now other than commiserate and be angry with you. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I, you know, I mean, I, I understand why Kevin does this in the press conferences. I, I know what he's trying to avoid doing. He doesn't want to get emotional post-game, and he doesn't want to blame people post-game. But uh, to say we didn't play well enough, that's the easy answer. In a bunch of areas, there's things we have to do better. If you want to play better defense, you have to start doing them. It, it's reductive to the point of almost being glib, and I think that it's going to really start rubbing people the wrong way because this team has enough talent that 
to, to make it sound that simple and then to go out and not do it every week is not acceptable fundamentally. And um, I understand again why he's doing it, but at a certain point, there, there needs to be more than sort of, you know, th- these sorts of vague notions of, of we're, we got to just do the simple things better and execute that, that doesn't, as an answer from the head coach, that doesn't cut it. And I know that that's not his style to put people on the spot to blame or to get emotional, but it, it, it with, with the way that these games are going and how obvious the problems are, uh, there needs to be more uh, specificity in his answers than that, in my opinion. But Andrew, do they have enough talent on defense? I mean, do we have enough talent on the interior defensive line? Uh, do we have enough talent at middle linebacker with uh, Anthony Walker out? Do we have enough talent at the safeties? You know, is our defense just weak up the middle? I mean, John Johnson is not playing like his contract says he's supposed to play. Uh, Grant Delpit makes his share of mistakes. Um, I'm not sure this defense is as good as we were fooled into thinking they were uh, in the second half of last year. Um, I, I think I, that's a, I think that's a fair argument, but I, I would simply say that 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 they played a bunch of the, terrible offenses the second half of last year. By the way, yeah, I just want to note that. Uh, yeah, and and I I would say that that for the, for the team for a team to make a rushing offense that has been this bad thus far this season, the Chargers rushing offense look this good. That goes, that speaks a lot more to, to scheme than, than talent in my mind, because uh, you know, everybody in the NFL is in the NFL for a reason for the most part. These there's a, there's a, there's a pretty small band of players from the worst guy in the NFL to the best guy in the NFL. And, and I, I just think you're, you're not putting players in a position to succeed. I agree that there's not, enough talent in the defensive tackle room for it to be like uh, better than average. But I also think that there's enough talent there and elsewhere on the field that as a unit, they should be playing better than the results that they're putting on the field currently in my mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's a mixture. I think that Andrew Barry did not do well enough getting better defensive tackles in here. They didn't do well enough. They didn't draft well enough. And those guys aren't playing well enough. I think he deserves credit uh, for, for the issue, too. I think Joe Woods could do some five-man front stuff, can do some different things. They're not tackling well enough. It is not what you want to hear, but it is a mixture of things. Players not doing what they're paid to do. Coaches not figuring out alternative solutions. But there could be none there. But they're also not doing crazy different things. Not, they're not ripping a Band-Aid off and playing a bare front, going crazy man-to-man. Just doing. They're not doing that. And like they, they didn't do well enough as a front office to, to get better players in the interior. So like they, they, they would be five and zero if one group steps up, if like one mm-hmm. group steps up, they could, they do, they would be five and zero if one group, if the secondary came to really play at the beginning of the year, right. They'd be five and zero. if the defensive, the run defense came to play the last two weeks, They'd be five and zero. Jacoby Brissett didn't have a couple fourth quarter turnovers in in a couple of these games. They'd have a chance to be five and zero. Like that's it. And Kevin Stefanski has not helped. And ultimately, I'm a huge Stefanski defender. I'm huge. You guys know it. I really like him, and I do appreciate his approach and level headedness in times of chaos. I really do. But at times, you have to change your course. You have to stand up for team for people on your team. You have to hold people accountable that need to be held accountable. You have to do that because at the end of the day, we can all sit here and argue until our faces are pink about who's to blame, who's to blame, who's to blame. It 
eventually you can't fire players right now, but you can fire people that, that, that coach the players. That's just how it goes. So those people are who this is in the lap of eventually. It goes to Joe Woods. It goes to Prefer. It goes to, to, to Howard, the DB's coach. I don't even know who the heck the linebacker coach is, but it's his involvement too. The, 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 what's his name? Um, Kiffin up front, the defensive line coach. It lands in their lap. And if those guys aren't getting it done and you can't get your coaches to get it done, who does it eventually come back to? Kevin, it just does. It's your guys, man. It's your guys. So you either can get it done or you can't. So that's the thing. He can either get it done or he can't. And if Kevin needs to spend more time, if he needs to spend more time coaching the defense and helping Joe figure this out and leave it to AVP, then he's going to have to do it. Okay? Because they're up against it. They're two and three. They're two and three with brutal games coming. Brutal games coming. The the Patriots just beat the snot out of a Lions team that's been scoring 40 on people. They shut them Mm -hmm. out as last I checked. So it just is what it is. Now, I don't know that anyone's going to get fired, but who's responsible? That's what we're asking for. People want to know when stuff like this happens, you want to know who's responsible. Everybody is responsible. And it does ultimately from ownership. You got to ask if I can't pinpoint, if I can't fire that linebacker coach, if I can't fire that defensive coordinator, if I can't fi- if I can't cut that guy right there, if I can't cut that defensive tackle right now, someday the bill comes due, and the bill will come due with someone's importance job. Could be Kevin, could be Joe Woods, could be some. The bill will come due. It will come due. And it's, 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 you cannot, the way they've lost these three games. And I, again, I support Kevin, but his guys are undisciplined. His guys are Mm -hmm. undisciplined. John Johnson had no fear of Kevin Stefanski on that blindside block, which was very questionable. Not here to argue that he had no fear of Kevin Stefanski talking to the ref and walking by and cussing or saying whatever he said for that ref to throw the flag. No fear of any repercussion for him. None. He had no fear of it. He said it in front of you. See Kevin look at him and go, John. He literally yep. said it on the telecast. You could see yep. it, and there was nothing done. There is yep. nobody there to take his job. He can just do what he wants. I can mm-hmm. get away with this lazy effort on film because there's no one to take my job. Now again, is that mean? Does that mean they need to just throw in the the DeAnthony Bells of the world, or does that mean they didn't bring in enough talent to push these guys who should be being pushed for their job? but they think they can get away with bad t- tape, Denzel Ward, bad tape, lazy efforts, John Johnson cussing somebody out, getting 15-yard penalties. Like, they think they can get away with it. So, ultimately, guys, these are paid actors. They're on Sunday. They're paid actors. They're just they're paid actors. That's what they are. And some are better at it than others. And these guys are just not they're, – they're collectively – I'm talking, like, from every angle, from, from Andrew Barry leading the personnel department down – they're not getting there's there's like I said, there are about seven people I can maybe eight that I can sit here and say they're really not a problem. They've done everything they're supposed to do this year. Nick Chubb been fantastic. Kareem Hunt. I think he's been pretty dang fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think the offensive line has been pretty good. Jed has had some issues, so you could take away one. But the O-line's been really good. They've been really good. They've they've oh, they've done everything they're supposed to do. Very minimal sacks run lanes creating it they're doing their job and i thought david and joku's had a great two or three weeks great Mm -hmm. two or three weeks but that's it brother i could pinpoint every single other person and say hey delpit john denzel jok miles clowny my and again miles it's car accident it sucks but you're going you're risking it you're going 60 70 miles per hour down a back road 
you're risking it. You just are risking it. You just, and it's an accident. It's not called it on purpose. I don't think he went out there with the idea of, man, I want to flip this SOB and land in a ditch, but that's, that's it. If you're willing to go 70 miles per hour down country road in Medina, that's the risk. So like, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We got, we got the best adult dating site coming in here chatting with, we probably all <laughs> could use to go on a date with our significant others after this. I just like you guys. I'm like you. I cover the team. I try to stay unbiased. I do. I love the Cleveland Browns. I grew up a Cleveland Browns fan. It's in my heart. I started doing it because I love this football team. Now you yep. want to, uh, sometimes you want to get your coverage from someone who's not going to have a bias. I fight like hell to not have a bias. I think Barry, you can back me up on this, man. I really try. I, I, sure. I try to remove myself but I want them to win. You're mad and yelling at the TV. I'm mad and yelling at the TV. I punch my chair because it messes with the OBR's bottom line because you guys care more when they win. And we want them to win. We want them to win. And when this stuff happens, it's so frustrating. It is so GD frustrating to watch it happen. And I think to myself, and I've thought this a couple times this year because they're challenging me. I'm 33 now. I'm not 25. I'm not 16 watching anymore. I'm 33 with two kids and a wife. And I put a lot of stress on my wife to do this on Sundays. And I put a lot of stress on not spending time with my kids. And I thought to myself today, could I put this energy somewhere else? Is this team giving me back what I'm giving it? And that mm-hmm. is that's hard. I'm so tired of it. I'm so I'm just, I'm tired of it. So I'm going to keep doing what I do. I'm going to keep covering them and all that stuff. But like when the thought is creeping into your head, what is the point of this? Why do I, why do I put myself into a Sunday? Why, why they make us do that. They make us do that. So, you know, I'm, I I try to stay level-headed. I come on pods and shows and all these, and I I talk, but I, you gotta, you gotta trust me, brothers uh, and sisters. I'm mad. I'm mad the same way you're mad. I want these guys to win a Super Bowl. I want to celebrate that with my dad who's in his sixties. I want to do the things you want to do, man. Like I want to do that stuff. And it's just like, it's just, it sucks. It sucks that we don't get the same level of, 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 of reciprocation of feelings that the way that, that New England Patriots fans have received over the last 20 years. We fan the same way they do. We put our money the same place as they do, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization, all these others. We do it. We do it. Why don't we get it back? It's just, it's tiring. It's so tiring. And you should be mad at anyone you want to be mad at. And there's no wrong answer. So um, shut up. But like, I'm tired of it. I'm so tired of it. I'm just tired of it. I'll shut up. Sorry. <laughs> that was a good rant. That was a Very really good. good rant. I appreciate yep. it. 10 out of 10. You know, it, it, as, as, you're, as you're going through, I'm thinking about my personal experience with this team, um, you know, picking up this website in uh, 1996, uh, you know, during the betrayal, right? So what I've known since covering this team is three years of trying to get humor out of making fun of the Baltimore Ravens, which thank God I got out of that business before they became good. Uh, <laughs> and then 30, you know, uh, what's it been? 24, 25 years of, uh, you know, covering really bad football. Right. And to, to a certain degree, you know, what we do isn't doing it for the team, you know, just because we love the team. To a certain degree, we're doing it because we're among the fans. We love the fans, right? And we're here to provide a place to rant when things go badly or laugh when things go good or laugh when things go badly, you know, whatever it happens to be. And uh, I'm here regardless, 
of how this team does down the road. I want to see a Super Bowl before I perish. Uh, you know, one that we win, preferably. And I know a lot of people who feel that way. But, uh, man, I tell you, like a lot of the people in the chat room, I have got so much invested in this team right now that the idea of getting off the train is uh, is, is just foreign to me. You know, I just, I just can't think about it. But I understand it, given what we've been through these last 20-some-odd years, 25 yeah. years. We have wanna... people that pour everything into it, man. You pour... You pour your va- your most valuable commodity is your time. You don't get that back. You can recreate money. You can recreate a lot of things in life, but you don't get time back. You, you, you don't get time with your dad or mom or sister, brother, whatever, watching football games back. And it, and it makes me, it, I, I'm sorry, man, but it, when it's as important to us as it is to you guys, like it can get you emotional at times that like think that it's, it's unfair that we have to continually sit here and watch the same product that other people in the United States get to watch and have joy from. Now there are other franchises that haven't had it too. I'm not saying we're isolated away in the world and it's everyone hates Cleveland, even though we all think that sometimes it is, you know, thank you, LeBron. But like, you get what I'm saying, man, like this franchise, I just want to, I want to feel like I'm watching the same sport as other people on Sundays. Mm -hmm. I'm sick of feeling like what can go wrong. How do the Browns Browns it up? People text me and all look at the Browns being the Browns or making fun of the Browns. I'm tired of it. I'm so tired of being the butt of the jokes. I'm so tired of being the franchise that can never get it done. The laughing stock, whatever, you know, like it just, it's, and we have smart people. Andrew and Kevin are, are Harvard. uh, They're Ivy educated dudes. And it's like, we can't even get these guys to get it right at times. These, these guys are super intelligent and they can't even get it. What is the deal? So it's like, I'm just tired of, of all of it. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to feel the things that Pittsburgh fans, the next state over have felt five times, man. I want to feel those things because they're probably pretty cool. And you probably never forget them. You probably never forget watching that with your son or your dad, or I'm sorry, man, it's emotional stuff, but like, it sucks that we have to do this all the time. We have to do it all the time. And they put us through the Watson stuff where we all had to try to stand up for it. And we're trying to stand up for all that ugly situation to believe in this team again. And they can't even do the little things right. Like they can't just do the, I'm not asking you to go up and make a catch over Mike Williams. I'm not, can you, can you, if you're supposed to be the contained guy, can you have enough pride in your uniform to do your job? Can you have enough pride? I know this doesn't matter to you the way it matters to Mike and Euclid or Jake and Columbus, but can you do that? Can you just do your job? Can you do your job? That's all I'm asking you to do. Maybe not cuss at the officials when things don't go your way or just do the little things right. Like, just We're not asking for heroic things, but it just irks me that we have to sit here and have this stuff. It, we've gone through... They came back. Oh, they got to the playoffs. Oh, they fell apart. Oh, the 2007 to 2013 run was atrocious. We got through that. And then we went to Tank City after terrible drafts, and we went to Owen or 1 in 30, 31. And then we got Baker Mayfield, and the franchise comes back, and you feel great about maybe this is the answer. Then that guy's not the answer. And now we're back here. We're waiting on a player to play quarterback for the team when they don't even really need it that much right now because their offense is doing so well. But they can't get out of their own way in all these other ways. So this is like – and we have to stand up for the quarterback when I know that's hard for some people who have, have issues with that. And I'm not here to tell you how to feel about it, but it's hard. It's really hard. And you're the, the joke of the NFL because you did that move. And, and like, I just, I, I wish they would make it easy on us, man. I wish they would make it easy on us. You know, I don't, I don't know. They don't, they don't do it. What are they giving us? What I ask you, 
and I'm, I'm the idiot. I'm an idiot behind a mic talking about a team that I cover. Like I decided, Hey, you know what is a good idea? I'm going to cover that team, that team that has never given me anything. I'm going to go right and discuss and do these things. And I'm not going to stop them because I apparently am just an, I'm a psycho. I won't stop doing it. <laughs> but eventually I do, I do eventually think it's fair to ask what is being given back to me? What is being given back to me? So I, I, that's all I got, man. That's all I got. I do just would love Barry, like you to, to put your arm around Ian and watch the final seconds of a Super Bowl with your son. Like just how, how cool would that be? And some franchises get that and we don't. And it's just, it's just a, uh, I'm not even asking for Super Bowls. I think we're just asking for wins, wins and playoffs. Playoffs would just be great. But like, I just wish we could, I just wish we could get some of the things it's an, it's really sucks that it's not all, it's not all built to be that way. And maybe someday they figure it out. I don't know. But for now, I think it's it's fair to like to be broken up, just be broken up about how it continues to go. So, you know, that's what I got. Sorry, man. I feel like lighting a lighter, you know, right now. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just keep just, going, man. Keep going. I, I feel what you're Freebird saying. And then he played Freebird again. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's it's like how many different ways can they figure it out to lose to lose games and never get it right? You know, it's like it's uh, it's it's a collective thing after you've asked the fans to be patient in so many different realms. You've asked them to be patient across different stop gaps of, of losing and you've asked them to be patient again and you've asked them to, to not be frustrated. You know, wait till you get the quarterback. We, we, we sold ourselves out for a year, you know, sold a lot of money and picks to get. And now we're watching it and it's like, it would be something different. I'm sure you guys maybe would agree with me and you can shut me up at any time. I'm just talking like it would be different if you're like, man, hey, when Deshaun Watson gets back week 11, this is different. But it's not. The defense is terrible. Defense is terrible. And they're getting, yeah, you could argue that they're getting some things at the end of the games that from Brissett that have been rough. But he's for the most part, he's put 28 points. He's put a lot of points on the board. Their, Their offense isn't hurting. Now, again, clutch situations, but like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you want them to do. Like, I just, it's hard to have a light in the tunnel. Then if you think, okay, well now they're going to go two and seven and they're going to have a good, no, they don't. They don't have a draft pick in the first round for two more years. So like there, there, there's, it's a hard, it's hard. It's, it's, you don't want me like you, you don't like Stefanski getting up in front of a microphone and saying, I got to watch the tape. Like Hugh Jackson used to say, or now Kevin says, we don't know. We got to be better. Got to fix it. It's on me. Got to be better. I'm trying not to do that here either. If you don't want that, I'm trying to give you something different. You have every right to be upset. You have every right to be frustrated. You have every right to be pissed at who you want to be pissed at. And you have every right. If some of you don't give up on the OVR and, but you can give up on the Browns. Like they're, you have every right, man, where they're like, it's just, they're doing it to us right now. They're kicking like there, there's this horse that has been kicked and beaten. It got absolutely pulverized by a bus in 95. It comes back. The, the hobbled the back left leg barely works right and then we just have just tried to like limp around for 25 years now it's like are they ever going to figure it out across many different people across many different people that have come in and out you can't just say hey it's one person it would be so awesome to say it's one person but it's not it just continues to happen so um we can analyze microanalyze i'm sorry maybe we just don't need to microanalyze and just do you guys tell me your feelings about it and we can, we can just wrap. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, I and mean, then what's to take from it. What's well, to take? I, what's to I take? have, I have one question. Ty Sox put this in chat a while ago. And I, I think this is, this is, this is where it comes to me because 
because I, I mean, I, I understand what Barry's, Barry's saying about that. Maybe the front office didn't put the team in, in the best position by neglecting to address some of the areas on the roster and, and, and prioritizing cheap players over veterans uh, for depth and in the de- defense generally. But, um, you know, I, I think what people want to see and, and what I'm frustrated by is the lack of a change, you know, and I think that it's, it's reasonable after the Jets game not to make that change because it's week two. But we're, we're sitting at, you know, post week five now. Uh, they've got another, you know, another uh, three games to go before they're by. Uh, that would be another logical point to make changes. But I'm wondering what accountability or consequences would look like in you, in your opinion, either of you. Uh, Jake, I'd, I'd be interested to hear your opinion on that. I, I, I like I, I think your point about it not fixed, not something that can change right now is well taken. Right. Like uh, the. They're not going to go. They're not going to fire Joe Woods after today's game. More more than likely, you know that's that's not what's going to happen. But what are some things that could actually change between now and next Sunday? Um, they could bring in some different defensive tackles. They could bring in some people. Uh, they've they've had a lot of tryouts this week. I'm. I mean, it's not getting fixed in season, guys. It's not the the, the personnel is the personnel. Could you sign? And again, this is just talking out of the side of my mouth. Yeah. Could you yeah. could you sign Indomic and Sue and, and Sheldon Richardson? Sure. It's not fixing it. It's not fixing it. It's not fixing right. the bigger issues with this defense. Firing Joe Woods isn't fixing it. It's an off-season thing. It's an off-season thing. They didn't get it done in the in the front office uh with this. They didn't draft well enough. Um I you you, you like I said, you can you can bring some people in. I'm fine with it, but they're not going to fix the bigger issues here. They're just, they're just not. So I, I don't, I don't think you're, you're going to see a vastly different defense the rest of the way. I really don't. And I don't think you're going to see until Watson comes back, you know, um, until Watson comes back, I think Barry's going to his leg note off. Um, I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Like on offense, they're, they're doing the best they can. I mean, I said it in a tweet earlier that Jacoby Brissett has played, He's played yeah. really well except for three drives. Now, the Jets' drive should never have happened, but it did, and he just completely right. threw it right to a linebacker and dropping in a window when he had a backside dig waiting on him. The The Atlanta game, it's third and 24, and he throws a ball up the hash for no reason to, to a no-man's land when he has a back right in front of his face, and we saw what happened today. So I don't know, man. I really I really don't know. I don't, I don't have – they're not good enough. It, it, they're good – the good is is doing some good things like their run game, the things they're best at are doing good things, but they just don't have enough. So like to my point earlier, they didn't get it done in personnel. They're not getting it done as a coaching staff. They're not getting it done as players on the field. So, you know, I watch some weeks where quarterbacks throw three interceptions and still win. I watch some weeks where quarterbacks throw for 100, 105 yards and still win. Jacoby Brissett's done a lot of exactly like Jacoby Brissett has done a lot of great things, but he also has made some mistakes. And it's like, who's going to be the like? These are guys who have found success at other places too. It's not like they were like born in this Cleveland Browns destiny to do this stuff. But who's like, who's going to make plays? That's the question. Who's going to do those things? Who's going to make an interception or a TFL or a uh, uh, on offense, make that heroic catch or make the do you? They just aren't. They just aren't getting it done. And I don't need to micro analyze this and talk you through numbers on a Monday or Sunday or anything like you don't. 
it's no good. It's no good. If this was the first loss in four weeks, we could probably get a little more granular right now, but you're looking at, you're looking at big, big issues. You're looking at issues that they're in games, but it's like the issues are, they're not one thing. There's, I could go, you could rattle off a position, Andrew, and I could tell you the problem with it. So that's the thing. It's like, they're doing a lot of good things, but they're also doing a lot of bad things. And those bad things are outweighing some of the good that they're doing. It's not all bad. They didn't get 38 to three like Pittsburgh today. What they're doing though, is they're getting right on the cusp of doing things they need to do to win. And they can't push themselves over the line. And then what happens is, you know, Jacoby Brissett is like crucified as it was a terrible throw. It was a terrible decision. Kevin Stefanski, not making a sneak, just sneak it. I know you're trying to think that like, excuse me. I know you're trying to think that like, um, you know, hey, they're going to do what Pittsburgh didn't crash and we'll just have an easy little uh, power concept here. No, the, don't just don't make it harder, brother. Don't make it harder than it has to be. And then, and like Kevin's not helping sometimes and Jacoby's making those. But the micro, the offense is micro analyzed because the defense's window for error is huge. I mean, that final, hey man, it's second and 10. The Chargers know they have to get a first down. Who's responsible on a play action fake toss for the drag man? There's nobody within 20 yards of him. And that's just one example of a million. They just don't get it. They don't get it. And they don't have anyone to push them out of the way that does get it. That's the scarier thing. You know, it's easy to say, get them out. Who's going in? Who's going in? Because if you put someone else in, they're going to be worse. And if they're worse, that's a problem with personnel. Your personnel has not gotten it done. You've not gotten it done. So that's where we're at, man. These guys are – I don't have anything else to add, Andrew. I really don't. I mean, we could yeah. talk stats, but I, no, I ranted no. about what I need no, to I rant about. Yeah. I think we've covered all we need to cover on this thing. Like, we, yeah. we've they, – they are disappointing you. Um, they're disappointing me. Um, I hope that they feel it the way we do. I don't know if they do. Sometimes they talk that talk. Players will be like, it matters more to us. On the Okay. that that You can say that. That's cool, man. Have you been watching it for 20 years, 25 years? You know, have you been struggling with this fan base? Don't, don't, don't do that. You know, don't, don't do that. We've been sitting here watching it. We pour and don't try to act like it matters more to you as a football player. We pour out again, our time, our most valuable commodity, our time. We are mostly all broke people. I speak for myself probably, but whatever. We don't all don't have millions of dollars to donate to something. We're giving you our time, our money and our energy. And that's more than you can get from a lot of things. Like you, you, you give those things to your family. Think about the, the people in your life that you give time, money, and energy to, your family. That's pretty much it. And we give it to these guys. So don't come at the fans and say we care about it as much as you do. If you did, you probably would do the little things that matter. You probably wouldn't make those mistakes because it matters more to us. It matters more to those people. The, 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 the 70,000 people at First Energy Stadium who have taken the time from their Sunday poured hundreds and hundreds of dollars to go watch you play. You know, I've heard that. I've heard that rhetoric nonsense from people. Some stop it. Stop it, man. People care. We care. We donate a lot of everything that matters the most in life. The most valuable things a human being can have. We give those to you guys. Do your job, man. Do your do your job. Do your job. That's it. That's all we ask. You know, it's all we ask. So. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I understand the frustration. I get it. Uh, totally get it. I've been there for decades. Um, if I could say something hopeful, uh, the NFL is built around parity. We know that, right? 
I mean, we've been watching everybody go two and two the first couple of weeks. And what that means is that each team has some good players. Each team has some really crappy players. You know, uh, each team is good. Each team sucks just about, except maybe Kansas City and a couple of others. Um, but they, they suck in some way, most likely. Uh, it's not that impossible of a route to go from losing to winning in the NFL. I mean, Cincinnati did it just by sucking at the right time, right? And stumbling fact, into Joe Barry. Burrow, right? That's a fact. You, the, this, that's another thing. Not all first picks are the same, and that sucks, right? Like, I'm sorry, yeah. this is me being really <laughs> negative, but like, you got to suck, but not just suck, but suck at the right time. Because if you go and you suck at the wrong time, and maybe Josh Allen was, if Josh Allen was a little better at Wyoming, you could have justified that pick, but he wasn't. And now right. he's turned into this one in a million prospect that we're watching tear up the NFL, you know? So it's like, it's just not only you got to suck, but you got to have, you got to suck at the right time and you got to have people in place to make the right decision, not John Dorsey. So like, that's it. Uh, you know, that's, that's another thing that damn it, Barry, you reminded me of another thing that sucks, man. Like that sucks. <laughs> you got to suck at the right time because Bengals did. Exactly. You got a great point. The Bengals were bad in the right year and, and kudos to them. And that helps you because if not, you set yourself back. And, and, and or you force yourself to pay someone two hundred thirty million dollars and trade away a lot of draft capital and all that stuff. So right, you know. Right. Anyway, so it. I guess I guess my question to you is: Deshaun Watson worth six points for these first five games? I get what you're saying. I think it's very fair, and I even said the same thing on my podcast last week, Barry. I'm with you. I do think he's a better player than Jacoby, and I do think he'll do well. Um, I yeah, pr- probably, yeah, probably, yeah. I mean, yes, he's a better player. Is his EPA going to be worth more? Yeah, it's hard for me to just say, though, like he would matter. I think what we could say that Jacoby Brissett, sorry, strike that, that, Deshaun Watson matters most in the fourth quarter, in big moments. Mm-hmm. That's where I think it's fair. And again, I, I, I think you're, you're, you're balancing me out very well here because I am very negative and this is not on brand for me. I'm sorry, guys. But like, like in those moments in the fourth quarter where it matters, and I said it last week, that's what, you're, that's what you pay those guys for. That's what you do. They make something happen. And, and uh, for example, the fourth and three on the opening drive against the, against the Falcons. Can he be a guy who scrambles in and finds a heroic or finds Nick Chubb to his left? Seven right. points makes a difference. Is he a guy that makes those a throw, makes a scramble, gets out of a play? Seven points happens when maybe that drive shouldn't have resulted in seven points makes a difference. Against the Jets, hard to really get mad at Jacoby at all for that game. But that last throw, maybe Deshaun sees that backside dig instead of the frontside dig, and they get a chance to kick a game winner, right? Um, yeah, I guess, I, it does. I, I guess, it does. It, it does. But the defense doesn't change the bottom line for me where the ceiling of this team is dangerous. It's dangerously low with this defense. So, yes, Jacoby could – I mean, Deshaun could have them at 5-0. and He could. He very well could, and we could all be singing a different tune. Um, but what we're, what we're sitting here so frustrated is about failed what we thought was going to happen, and it's not happening. You thought mm-hmm. the defense was going to be respectable. They dumped a lot of effort, money, energy into that side of the football. It's not happening. So then it's like, you're fair. You're right. I think Deshaun would help them be at the minimum four and one, but they are the, the things that we thought versus what has actually happened are very, very jarring to people to put it mildly. And then on top of that, you know, I'm a, i practice what I preach guy too. And Cade York, I told you there would be some struggles this year. I told you there would, and they're hitting us right in the face right now. Think about this. Evan McPherson last year, early in the year, 
not great. Remember, I don't know. You guys have no recollection of this, but they played the Packers early in the season last year. And I actually think, Barry, it was week five. It was when I was up there to do our show with the – I came up to to do the show Mm -hmm. um, with us live, and I was watching that game, and it was Evan McPherson missing kicks left and right to beat the Packers at home. He was missing them. And the thing is, the difference was Mason Crosby was also missing kicks at the same time. And they got – I think they ended up losing, or it was a tie. can't remember. But, like, that's the point is, like – it's it's not always going to be cut and dry, and you got to you got to have some. But it's like now we're asking again, though, Barry. Hey, man, got to wait eleven games. If you just wait these eleven games, if we just ride out Evan McPherson's kicking issues, how many times are we going to tell? Or sorry, uh, Kate, your kicking issues. How many times can we tell this fan base to just wait, just wait? And that's where oh, I understand everybody is getting irate about it because they're we're not asking for heroism. We are not. I can accept you giving up 217 yards. All you had to do was complete a couple throws in the final minute, not run laterally toward the sideline and give up a free runner through the line and, and kick a 38 yarder instead of a 50 yarder. Like that's all like that, that and make a kick. Like that's what I'm saying. It's hard to sit here and tell me, tell everybody else, just wait. Watson's mm-hmm. coming. It's going to work out. It, it could Barry. You're right. It could work out. It could. And I'm not saying this is what you're doing, but you're giving fair perspective. It could work out. It could all be better by the end of 23 when he plays a full year. They could be fuck. They could be sorry. A cuss word. I knew it was gonna happen. They could be 13 and four. I don't know. They could be, but like, right. we have to wait, and we're sick of waiting. And I don't blame people for being sick of waiting because all we've done since 1995 is wait. Since 1988, yeah. since 1989, just wait till next year. The drive, the fumble. Wait till next year. It's gonna happen. Just wait. Just wait. Tell Browns fans, just wait. So that's what we're sick of just waiting when the team is good enough to be 5-0 and right now. They're good yeah, enough to some, be 5-0. and So Some people have been waiting since 1964. 100%, Barry. 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%. Long, long 100%. But I guess what I'm saying is in the modern NFL, the line between being a 4-2 and two and a 2-4 and four team is not that significant, right? Right. You're, you're spot maybe on. The, Maybe Deshaun Watson is the guy who pushes us over. You know, if I'm looking at any silver linings on those clouds, right, it's the areas we have to upgrade are not typically expensive areas, right? Interior defensive line, safety, linebacker, up the gut, you know, hopefully not very expensive areas to have to upgrade. I don't want to tell people to have to wait for another (laughs) year. It is. It is. You're right. You're so right. You're so right. They should be able to fix these things. And Watson's going to help. There's no doubt. But it's like, it's like, again, to my thought, if I were a fan, I had to wait on them to pass on Mahomes. I had to wait on them to pass on Watson. I had to wait on them right. to screw up the first overall pick. I had to wait on them to go make a trade. Then I have to wait on that, that, this, this risky trade that got a lot of heat for a lot of reasons that were justified. Then I have mm-hmm. to wait again 11 games because this guy gets suspended. So, like, it's hard. It's really hard. And it's hard to have optimism. And it's hard to continue to pour your time, soul, energy, and effort into that. And who knows? Who knows if we've had this discussion in the OBR channels? We put thing, something up in the buzz about it. Who knows if he's the same when he comes back? Who knows? Right. It's been a completely life-changing scenario for this human being coming back from everything that he did or didn't do, from everything that people now think of him versus what he was thought of before. He's the villain, no longer the hero the way he used to be on the football field. He's going to get a lot of hate. So, like, yep. who knows if he's Deshaun Watson, top three graded quarterback in the NFL anymore? I think he will be. I think the offense is fun. But, again, you're asking people to wait and it's like yeah. the waiting game is hard. 
The waiting yeah. is, is hard. I understand that. When I was watching this game today, watching Herbert get rid of that ball so quickly before Clowney and uh, Garrett could get to him, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of John freaking Elway. Oh, yeah. That's right? a talent that he's How gotten a lot. frustrating it is to have a good rush on this guy and just barely get away, you know, and throw the ball and the other team goes to the Super Bowl, right? It is frustrating as hell. Uh, it's very difficult to work through. At the same time, I'm not going to give up being a Cleveland Browns fan. Neither right? am I. And if I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, I'm always going to hang on to some type of hope. Right? We're sick, Barry. We're sick. <laughs> we can't fix it. You people who are hanging out listening to us talk, you also, why? <laughs> you, you're sick like we are. We're doing it. I'm going to sit here and tell you every reason to not care about the Cleveland Browns and why you should be mad and why you should go away and spend your Sundays golfing or spend your Sundays with your family. But here we are. What's the goofy picture I posted not too long? I'll do it again. I'll be back to see it. It's like the funny, what is the funny video that was made about the factory of sadness? But this guy goes on, I think it was Mike Polk, I think, right? He yeah, goes on yeah, that, yeah. that two-minute rant about why it's such a terrible place. And then the last 10 seconds, he says, all right, I'll see you next Sunday. We'll just do it again. What else are we going to do? I can't go root for another team. I can't go. I can't go cover another team. I wouldn't have the energy to do it. I wouldn't. I'm not going to go cover the Bengals. I love Joe Burrow. He might be my favorite player in the NFL. I don't care to cover him. I don't care to be a fan of the Bengals. I don't care to be a fan of the Packers. I didn't even have a team when they left. I was young, but I didn't have a team. I don't, who am I going to pull for? I don't care about any of these other teams. And the people will say that like I'm ready to give up on the Browns. Yeah, me, me too. You could talk me into it, but like, who, who am I going to care for? I'm not going to care right. about players individually. I'm not going to care about. My fantasy team, like that's boring stuff. I care about the Browns. And that's the thing. They have us in this relationship where they have us and they know they have us. They have us and they, they know it. There's no fear of us leaving them because, yeah, maybe some people walk away, but there's enough numbskulls who replace them. And I'm in that mix. I'm here to say I'm just the stupid one doing it, too. But like. How many times can you keep telling these people to wait? I mean, eventually it's like the people sitting in the room with all the decision-making power. How can you keep telling people to wait? And how can you keep telling people to be patient? It gets to be sickening. It's sickening. Well, I'm not telling them to wait. I'm just telling them not to leap off the 480 bridge. Yep. You know, yeah. It, yeah. it's not worth it. Don't give it up. I do think that uh, there is there's, there's space in between we, the season is over and where the Browns are right now, in my mind. Sure. I, I, I mean, they're, they're still two and three, and they're six points, you know, away from having five wins. I, I know that it, it, it's it's reductive to put it that way, but they've lost three games by a total of six points. So they they can make – these are professional football players and professional football coaches. They can make adjustments to this defense that won't make it a good defense, but that will make it a little bit less bad. And if they can do that and the offense can continue doing what it's doing – they can win some of these games that they have been losses. And then, you know, it, it's, it's getting sooner every week. It's their six games and Deshaun Watson comes back and that will help the team be better too. So I, I'm not, I mean, I, I understand the feeling. I'm very frustrated, but the, the thing, the thing though, Andrew is this, and you're right. You're both so right. They've done the things to win though. And they have still found ways to lose. So it's like, <laughs> it's not, it's not like the Pittsburgh stuff today where Pittsburgh's getting beat 38 to three. There's a, there's a piece that comes with, Hey, we just got our butts kicked. We're not good enough. Yeah. They're good enough. They're good enough. They're finding ways to follow the formula. They're finding ways to win what should be winning games. Yep. And they're still finding ways to lose. That's why we're all mad to the point of pulling our hair out. 
is mm-hmm. there have been frustrating parts of these this team and like, yeah, I think there's a cap with how far they can go defensively. But you could sit here and say they should have won today. They should have won Definitely. week two against the Jets. Definitely. They should have won week Definitely. four against the Falcons. So like they're following the formula to win. They're doing a lot of those things. But the micro mistakes are costing them games. They're costing themselves games. So, well, I, yeah. you know. But we also know, like in, in the NFL, that overtime averages out. You know, you typically you regress yeah. to the mean in one-score games. So uh, yeah. I, I know it's frustrating. It doesn't feel that way. But there's a good reason to expect that if they get in this situation next week against the Patriots, Cade York mix, makes the kick and they win. Yeah. Well, that's the difference between, like Barry said earlier, seven and nine, seven and 10, and totally. 11 and six. That's the difference. Totally. These games and, like and this. So the playoffs yeah. are absolutely slipping out of their grasp week by they week the, w- w- as they give these games away. But, but that, to me, that doesn't necessarily equate to a lost season. Um, and I think that there's still reason to expect that they can improve, you know, enough to, to be relevant throughout the rest of the season. But the, the time is absolutely running out. I can see you two back channeling frantically saying Jake is turning people away from the OBR. We got to fix this. Jake is the guy who keeps us around and happy. Fix this, fix this. So I appreciate you guys ying to the yang that I brought today. So I'm just trying to, I'm trying to look at it from, from, I try to do analyst stuff all the time. So I'm trying to look at it from where the fans are. And because at the heart of this, I'm a fan, I'm a fan. I think we all are. We wouldn't be here. I have not seen a person at the OBR yet. Who's not a Browns fan. We, we Mm -hmm. are, we all are Browns fans at heart. We try our best to give you unbiased coverage as best we can possibly can but at times we are still fans and you deserve to know that we're as mad as you are so you know like that's that's the thing so uh you know we're with you uh, we're with you but i i gotta wrap out soon guys i gotta bounce yep. yeah getting a lot of get a lot of angry side eye text so um <laughs> you know i said it'd be done at five but i've been yelling at the computer for the last 40 minutes so here we i are. just i i just like the notion of regressing to the mean because that means that after 23, 25 years of suck, we should be logically headed toward 25 years of non-suck. We yep. should be the new Pittsburgh Steelers for the next 25 years. And on that note, I'm going to uh, exit myself, I believe. All right. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Barry, for uh, helping us uh, work through this one out loud. Another frustrating loss for the Browns, um, uh, the final score of which I have now forgotten. 30-28? Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, lose to the Chargers at home today, and they will be back uh, next Sunday at one o'clock uh, to face the Patriots. And uh, God help us, uh, we will be back tomorrow night at seven for Monday Rewind. Uh, Mike Keefe will uh, chair a roundtable, which will most likely be more positive than this, but probably still pretty angsty. And uh, we'll have a full week of coverage at the OBR, both on the website and on our video channels. Thank you again to everybody for joining us, uh, and we will see you tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.